Do you ever feel the undertow of the values of the world? I know that's a pretty big question, but today, that's Tuesday, January 31st, that's what I want to look at with you. Well, what I mean in this is, there is a way that the world is wanting us to think, and the world wants us to live. Can you see the power of this? Yesterday, we looked at how the world of ancient Judaism was driven by the law. It was a should culture. It was filled with obligations to live your life in a certain way. You should eat vegetables. <laughs> then the finest details were all prescribed. What to do with the skin disease. How to take care of mold if you find it in your house. The law touched upon almost every aspect about how you lived. You were told what you should do, who you should hang out with, and how to deal with almost any situation in your life. The community existed to keep driving you in that lane. Yet they were committed to the details of the law. Now in the non-Jewish world, among the Romans, there was a whole other set of influences that came from the world. It was about status gained through wealth, through knowing the right people. But I want to go to our text today, Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 12. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Now, as we've learned, the Jewish people were a should people guided by what they should do, how they should live. You might call it a disciplinarian society. If you stepped out of line, well, you'd be helped to get back into line. You could be punished or censured, corrected, and even exiled. If you let your desires run wild, it would be bad. Now, the world today is different. We live with a sea of endless possibilities and almost endless freedom. We believe we can self-create, be who we want to be. It's a can culture. You can be whatever you wish. Actually, to should a person in our day is almost taboo. We are told you can have it all, do it all, and be whatever you wish. We are not hemmed in by limitations of things we should do, but we see this vast horizon of things in front of us. And our problem is we have too much freedom, not a lack of freedom. Our problem isn't a lack of choices, but really too many choices. The choices over time overwhelm us. Check out the wine aisle at the grocery store. Hundreds of different possibilities. In the old days, as Henry Ford used to say, you could have any color car you wanted as long as it was black. That was the Model T. It only came in black. But today we have what seems like an endless sea of options. You see, our problem is not should, but an endless wading through those choices. Who do I become? What recreation will I choose? What relationship do I want? And in the end, it's exhausting. It leaves us with anxiety, wondering what we've missed out on, or if we've made the right choices. Again, it's like we have too much freedom. And you have to figure it all out on your own. You see, they were oppressed by the no, 
And in many ways, we're oppressed by the yes. Again, you can have it all. But we know we can't. And add to that, we're constantly being stimulated. We have overstimulated desires, but then they're used for other people's purposes. The world wants to maximize our desires for its gain. The world seizes the flesh to exploit us. We never arrive. We're never satisfied. And then, when we don't feel good about it, we turn upon ourselves. We say there's something wrong with us. I'm not enough. This is a culture of high performance and high competition. We believe in equality and intolerance, but in reality our operating system is pure and brutal competition and comparison. This leads us to pursue constant adventure and consumption and experience. Now we look at this today to understand the, how the world will hijack our heart. Our world will not tell you you can't follow Jesus, for example. But it will place along with him thousands of other options and experiences. Sure, you can follow him, but you can also have it all. And you must choose. You are in control. The threat to the church today is not open persecution. It's seduction. It's being drawn in and away from Jesus It can be difficult to focus on what matters. Our energy becomes diffused. You see, following really is focus. For us, we must choose to focus. And in a way, focus is a form of rebellion in a culture with endless options. Okay, so we're trying to nail down the way the world works so that we can see how the gospel, how God's love for us, helps us to say no to the world. Here's how. Only Jesus will ultimately satisfy. What Jesus offers is, it's not for his gain. He lost everything to open the way to life for us. And this is Paul's point in this section. Only grace, only this love of God, can enable us to say no to what would hurt us, distract us, and encourage us, discourage us. Grace teaches us that life in its fullness is found in Christ alone. Would you pray with me? Father, it's true that we remain blind to how the world drives our lives, so use your loving kindness to direct us to what is good. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.